Welcome back to the So OCD podcast. This is episode 10, and I am your host, Wendy Nunnery. I'm really glad you've taken the time to be here today and listen to what it's like to have OCD, specifically during this pandemic, which has undoubtedly been an intense period of anxiety and fear for everyone in different ways. We're going to talk a little bit about what that looks like today. It's different for everyone. Even though you might not call what you've been going through traumatic, we have to keep in mind that trauma never shows up exactly the same for every person, even people who have the same disorder. As I've heard many others say already, none of us have ever done this before. We've never lived through a pandemic, so it's okay that we're still trying to figure it out. Let's get started. It's been a few weeks, huh? Right now, as I'm recording this episode, me and my family are in the middle of our fifth week at home. The only place anyone has gone to is the grocery store, and it's always my husband who goes. For the first couple of weeks, I would walk to the coffee shop and practice responsible social distancing, but now that coffee shop is closed, and we're hunkered down at home for the foreseeable future. This strange season that we're in is highly triggering for many, including people who don't have OCD or any history of mental illness. It's just a hard time for everybody. Lacey, who is a 16-year-old sophomore in high school, talked to me about how being home so much has intensified her obsessions about safety. I will randomly get up in the middle of the night, like at 2 or 3 a.m., I'll wake up and I will convince myself that the door isn't locked, so I'll have to go and lock the front and back door, even though it's already locked because I locked before I went to sleep. But, you know, I just have to get up and lock the door. People with OCD have obsessions and compulsions even on the best of days. So this is hard for a lot of us. I find that my obsessions center around the suffering or imagined suffering of people I know and have never met. For the first couple of weeks that we were staying at home and isolating ourselves, I would cry at night thinking about children who are stuck at home in abusive or neglectful situations. This is something that my OCD tends to center around anyway, especially as a mother with young children. My counselor and I have talked frequently through the way that my obsessions are concerned with the suffering of children and how it can completely debilitate me to hear news like that or read books with any content like that or to discover that it's happening in my community. So that piece of it, knowing that reports of abuse have increased dramatically since widespread shelter-in-place orders were given has been really, really hard for me. One of the ways I cope with this has been to continue having counseling sessions, which have been virtual, and I love that. I'm, I'm really grateful for the way that technology has given us the chance to still be connected to each other. I really can't imagine what that would be like, what this would be like without that. I complain a lot about our reliance on technology, but it has certainly been a gift during this time for a wide variety of reasons. My six-year-old daughter is doing online class with her school, and my husband is able to work full-time from home. Other ways that I have coped are by trying to keep the same schedule for myself every day, which can be really difficult with two children at home, especially one who is going to be a year old in a couple of weeks and does not sleep through the night, but trying to keep a somewhat normal schedule for us doing regular walks in the morning and the afternoon, keeping my son on his his typical nap routine, which actually I've been able to do better while he's been at home and not in daycare. And I'm grateful for that because he's getting more rest during the day. And it's sort of giving us time to center 
our days around when he's going to be napping. So keeping a regular schedule as much as possible. It's very difficult for me to live with uh, with chaos and with mess around me. Uh, those are my perfectionist tendencies. That's less about having OCD, but it's still it's still sort of a symptom of that, right? So it can be difficult for me to have so much mess and to be doing dishes all the time and laundry and cleaning up and the same kinds of things all the time. But one of the ways that I've been looking at that, trying to look at that is saying to myself, it's okay that this is a mess because one, this is temporary. And two, every time I'm cleaning up something, it's because my kids were having fun. Or every time I'm washing dishes, it's because my family had a meal and trying to reframe it and recenter the language that I'm using around those things that are are triggering or are upsetting to me by using gratitude words and being thankful for the fact that I have those things to begin with, which is a very, very intentional daily practice and does not come naturally to me when it comes to stuff that's triggering. Other things I've been trying to do since we're not really sleeping well because our son doesn't sleep through the night is having my morning ritual with coffee and starting my day by asking myself, what can I control today? And how can I approach the things that I can't control? Asking ourselves those questions and being really honest about where we are and saying, I know that this is something that I tend to obsess over and I want to be able to handle that in a way that is not going to debilitate me, especially if I'm at home all day long and don't have anywhere else to go, don't have friends to go see, don't have a place where I can sort of get out and stretch my legs and get in a different environment. Because a lot of times for me, that helps with my obsessions. And right now we don't have the option to do that. I've spoken a little bit about this already before in previous episodes, but being home alone with my kids after my son was born was really hard for me because my postpartum OCD just shot through the roof. So this has given me an opportunity to practice being alone with my son and to recognize that the intrusive thoughts that I have are just obsessions, right? They're just thoughts. They're just clouds passing by. So I've been able to practice being home alone with him. And even though my counselor asked me, you know, she said, I've been thinking about you being at home all all of the time and wondering how that, if that's stressing you out, if that's making those worse. For me personally, especially since the rest of my family is here, it's given me a chance to practice. It's given me a chance to practice stopping that action between obsessions and compulsions and saying, okay, I recognize this as an obsession and I'm not going to act on the compulsion versus just going straight from the obsession to the compulsion in order to reduce my anxiety. I know that that's not the case for every person. I have the support system around me. I do want to encourage those of you who are listening to give yourself some time during the day, whether it's at night before you go to bed or in the morning to write out the obsessions that you're seeing happening. Give yourself a chance to name those things and to say, this is an obsession. This is hard for me. This is where I'm struggling. And to give yourself time to think about what it might look like to act differently, to choose differently between the obsession and the compulsion, to give yourself two or three seconds to say, okay, I recognize that that's an obsession. I'm not going to act on that. You hear my kitty cat? (laughs) This is what happens when we're recording a podcast at home. And being able to use words of grace for yourself. I've said this so many times, but I mean it every time. That if you do act on a compulsion, that that's okay. And that it happens and that you can recognize it and say to yourself, okay, I acted on a compulsion. This was hard for me. I have OCD and sometimes this is difficult. Next time I'm going to try to choose differently. Remember that having OCD is a lifelong practice and living with OCD and thriving with it. It does not come naturally. We have to practice those things. 
And we have to be willing to say, you know what, maybe I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was before. And I'm working on this. And that's okay that it doesn't look maybe exactly how I thought it was. Because that's kind of the whole point of this, right? Is to release control and to recognize that we really don't have it to begin with. If that's what living in a pandemic has taught me, it's that we really don't have control. All we can do is the best that we can do and trust that we are following shelter in place orders, that we're helping to protect our neighbors, right? That we're loving people the best way that we know how, that we're sharing what we have, that we're utilizing our resources to benefit other people, that we're going to be voting in the fall for leaders who actually know what they're doing. And we're going to be caring for one another as best we can. And that also includes caring for ourselves as best we can and thinking about this disorder in a way that we would for someone else. Oftentimes, my counselor will say to me, you have so much more grace for other people than you do for yourself. I want us to kind of mother ourselves or parent ourselves, if you will, here and say, I'm not going to use this extreme judgmental language towards myself. I'm going to recognize that these are weird times that we're living in, that this is not a normal day that I'm having, and that this might be a little bit harder than it normally is. And it's already really hard. I've spoken quite a few times with my friend Peyton, who I had on the show a few weeks back, and she's talked to me a lot about how her obsessions have manifested this past month, specifically her contamination fears, which is something I've heard from multiple people. Here's Peyton talking about her experience. I have contamination OCD, so a few days into the pandemic, I was washing my hands around 50 times a day. In two weeks into the pandemic, I'd given myself dermatitis. So now to counteract the intrusive thoughts about germs, I only allow myself to do one pump of soap, wash my hands in warm water for just 20 seconds, turn off the faucet, dry off my hands, add lotion, and then leave the bathroom or the kitchen. That way I've walked myself through the process of knowing that I've done everything I can to keep myself and my family safe and healthy, but I haven't over-obsessed and damaged my skin. What's so important right now, I think, is for us to continue to practice those habits that keep us in a healthy headspace. The way Peyton mentioned walking herself through the steps of washing her hands, not as a compulsion, but as a way of being mindful of what she's doing and rational about how she has already cared for herself. I have to practice asking myself questions like, what is right in front of me that I can help with? And what is outside my sphere of influence? This keeps me from just sitting and obsessing over the terrible things in the world and gives me an action step to actually support people in a real way versus just freezing or sort of drowning in my emotions. I am not in control of this pandemic, and neither are you. Neither are we in control of the way that people treat their loved ones, but we are in control of ourselves and our responses. So I want us to look for positive ways to impact others. The release of control or the illusion of control is super hard for me, and I know that I'm not alone in this. Control is a major aspect of OCD and for people who have it. Another friend of mine, Rebecca, shared her thoughts on this with me. The past few weeks have been hard, to say the least. When you constantly think about ways things can go wrong, it's hard to literally be living through one of those scenarios. And I've been hard on myself about washing my hands and keeping things disinfected mostly. I've had to tell myself this isn't compulsion, this is safe, this isn't my normal impulse for control, but in action I can allow myself to partake in for my own safety. And in a lot of ways, this difficult time has been helpful for me to reflect on the fact that my intrusive thoughts don't need to control me because literally no amount of running through scenarios made any difference in what's happening right now in the world. 
The New York Times recently published a story about how this pandemic is intensifying obsessions for people with OCD. One woman who struggles with contamination OCD said she doesn't even know what's too much anymore since we're all taking extra precautions to keep ourselves safe and healthy these days. She said, quote, These are the moments when I'm asking myself, is that my OCD or should I be doing that? The lines are getting blurred. This is where our need for living with exposures comes into play, and that's hard when we're limited to what we can expose ourselves to right now. Obviously, we don't want to expose ourselves to a deadly virus, but we aren't in a position to be around people or to go about our normal routines where we interact with the public every day or expose ourselves to things that might be triggering normally or make us uncomfortable. So yeah, the lines are heavily blurred. Dr. Bradley Wyman, a psychologist and chief clinical officer of Rogers Behavioral Health said, so far, treatment has meant having patients wash their hands before eating because that is a coronavirus necessity and then touching an item that creates trepidation in the patient but is unlikely to carry the virus, like a pillow from their own home, for example. That's really important to remember. We can still continue with treatment, and we can still practice at home what we've learned through other therapies. This is a unique and challenging time to live with OCD. As always, grace for ourselves is a huge part of living with this disorder. Shame never helped anyone. So I hope that you'll remember and take comfort in the fact that honestly, none of us know what the hell we're doing right now. We're just trying to take it a day and an obsession at a time. Thank you for joining me on the So OCD podcast. I hope that you're finding ways to experience joy and peace, even in the middle of these strange and anxious times. Be well, be safe, and stay the hell at home.